What if you really can have it all? No, really. What if everything you think you desire is only a starting point for the life you're truly capable of creating? On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, we playfully explore topics from money to magic, healing to wholeness, creation, relationship, business, and more. There's no place we won't go. Nothing too wacky or weird in the quest to live as grand a life as possible. Hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stopper are the embodiment of opposites attract. And the result is true synergistic power. Partnered in love and in business, they're taking co-creation to a whole new level. Join Megan and Suzanne for Love, Life, and All Things Weird, where we will talk about living a life that's inspired, overflowing, and completely awesome. Do, 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 Welcome, welcome, welcome to Love, Life, and All Things Weird with your hosts, Megan Silto and Suzanne Stoffer, the recovering control freaks we be, <laughs> for our 12-step recovery show on being a control freak. So I, I think this, I think this really warrants a little. I think you should start with your, if with your recovery process with this. <sighs> yeah. So today we're talking about this 12 steps for recovering control freaks and. You know, I love this title um, because we know there's a lot of control freaks out there. I know that a lot of my clients are control freaks um, because we attract what we are, right? So um, we know, we relate, we are too. And we've been in recovery for a while now. And actually, it, w- it wasn't very long ago that Megan actually realized that she was a control freak because if you know her, she's very playful, she's very spontaneous. She's actually a really outside of the box, so you wouldn't really think that she's a control freak. She's kind of been, like, attracting control freaks for partners in her life for, like, a lot of years, like uh, 25 years or something, or something, but, you know, not to, like, not to, like, like call you out. <laughs> more like 30, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's been really fun because she has um, chosen to be in relationship with uh, women that were more controlling than her so that she could kind of hide the fact that she was really a control freak too. And hers comes out really in a different way than mine has come out for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it is uh, people, you know, I know this is shocking, right? But the first step is awareness, right? The first step for recovering mm-hmm. control freaks is to become aware that you are. Uh, right, Megan? Hi, my name is my hi, my name is Megan, and I'm a control freakaholic. <laughs> yes, but I would well, say <laughs> I would say that would you your say? I would say that your controlling nature comes out in ways like with your business. You know, like she's been an entrepreneur mm-hmm. for you know over 20 years, and um, and has. In a in a lot of ways, been very 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 successful in an arena where not very many people are, um, which has to do with her very strong direction, you know, and her strong um, control in a way of her business. But it's been an interesting thing to watch her because it's been very challenging for her to have team to delegate to let go of the things that are are places of excellence, competence, and incompetence. Um, and so her control comes out a little bit differently than what has been very obvious for me over the many years. I mean, I would say even when I first met Megan and, and 
got in relationship with Megan, I was much better by that point. Otherwise, Megan and I would never be a couple. Um, <laughs> because, <laughs> because she would have ran, not walked away after she realized, you know, if, if she would have seen me, you know, when my kids were little. Um, but my controllingness would come out just in everyday type of stuff. Like I would want people to show up in a particular way. You know, when my kids were little, I would want them to go to bed at the right time. I would want to have um, meals at the proper time. You know, I could never be late for anything. Um, I wanted it my way, the highway, right? So um, I would always expect the people in my life to show up and show up. And if they didn't, I would get really frustrated and critical of them. Um, you know, so it, it, it really stemmed from this whole childhood of not feeling like I was in control of anything. And so I overcompensated and completely went overboard to the point where I would just try to control my partner, my children, everything in my life so that I could feel safe and secure um, and peaceful, which really didn't work out so well. <laughs> what would you say, like for you, what would you say the cost is of like living your life from that place? Because like, um, I was, I would say that there's a lot of places where I've really, where I've really been free and flowing, and what everybody sort of thinks I am, right, is like, oh, I don't, have, I, I don't really control anything except for internally and or business or whatever. But like, how would you say like running your life that way? What the cost of that was? Well, what I would say is that I felt exhausted all the time because I was literally trying to control everything about me or everything about me and everything about everyone else. So I was, uh, in a way, almost uh, like uh, energetically uh, haranguing everybody, right? So energetically, I was always, always tired uh, because it it doesn't work. People rebel against your control, <laughs> and then what? Then you have to, then you have what? to exert more energy and more effort so I was very tired all the time I was very frustrated all the time I was very reactive a lot um, I made mountains out of molehills right like when things weren't organized in the house I'd kind of freak out um, so everything was kind of like a, a chance to react to um, because I couldn't um, make it stop. I couldn't keep the house clean. I couldn't keep the crumbs, you you know, spilling coffee, um, you know, on the ceiling and crumbs all over the floor. You know what I mean? I couldn't stop you from doing that, no matter how hard I tried. Um, and so I was literally, literally always at the edge of my seat, kind of waiting for something to happen that then I could react to, that then I could fix. You know, um, I would say in business, uh, in some ways, and we're going to talk about this in the show, because it's, I mean, being controlling is a superpower, and that energy is very powerful. So it's not about being wrong, necessarily. It's about directing that energy into a new way and actually, like, allowing, you know, simultaneously directing your life while allowing the universe to really have its way with you. So to me, there's only one side uh, there's only one part, one you know, one set of um, good outcomes with regards to controlling. Whereas this whole other side called synchronicity and spontaneity and um, universal alignment, actually you just kind of let go of all of that. You don't have any way of actually receiving that or allowing that in. So I would say the other aspect for me besides just being 
reactive and exhausted and frustrated all the time is that I literally lived in a very linear world where the only outcomes that were possible were if I dictated them. So there was no surprise and there was no help. I actually wasn't supported, I didn't feel like, by the universe because I wasn't actually receiving anything that was out of my control. So everything that came in was due to me, due to the direct energy of me. And how much was I missing? I was missing all the magic. I was missing all of the ways in which the universe wanted to support me. I was missing all of the, like the smelling of the flowers on the way, you know, like I was literally missing, like, I think half of the puzzle um, of what's possible in life. Um, so, yeah, I I could feel like I was in some sort of quasi-control, but even then I was frustrated and exhausted at the effect of, so really not, and at the same time I was missing out on all the magic. And oh, really not enjoying, I know, really not enjoying my life at all, honestly. Like, it was, there were certain moments that I could say, like, oh, that was really fun or that was really um, pleasurable um, or that was, like, super cool for that moment, but um, but on a moment-to-moment basis, I really was not um, enjoying my life. I wasn't in the present moment because I was always anticipating some future thing that I then had to control. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you were a busy one, weren't you? Really? See, but I love that, right? Because as a control freak, I would say all the control freaks out there are powerful. They're super, super powerful souls, and they're not using their power. And so their their energy has to go somewhere. So I was very busy using up all of my energy, right? Um, and wondering then why I wasn't really having the life that I wanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, in a way, I kind of see it as like... Um, uh, taking like a, a a motor from a Lamborghini or a Harley and putting it in a lawnmower. Like if you like take this big power energy, this really big power energy, and you try to stuff it into something super small, meaning that you're not expanding it, you're not wielding it, you're not allowing it to work for you, then you're going to stuff it into something like controlling your husband. Or your clients. Mm -hmm. Or your clients. Or, you know, I I wanted to talk about this for a second because I, and I, you know, obviously we're going to talk about and give you guys some tools and stuff. Um, But, but the, oh, what I want to say, like, there's some really subtle ways of control that we don't actually recognize. Like one of the big awarenesses for me is that when I'm doing people pleasing, that's a form of control. Because Mm -hmm. I'm trying to dictate people's responses to me based on me pleasing and doing everything they want. So if I do everything they want and they approve of me, then they love me, then they'll be happy with me. And then that is a form of trying to control right? Mm-hmm. And um, it, it was funny, uh, I was just on a, I was just on an airplane, as luck would have it, and I was going through some notes from a class that I took with Steve and Trutissa Bowman and David Cube, and um, 
I read this thing that, oh gosh, I have to, I got to find it. It says, uh, would you be willing to let go of your need for approval for freedom? And I was like, whoa. <laughs> and I realized, and I think that's, that's my cost. That's what I would say the cost of my control has been for me mm. is freedom. Because mm-hmm. if, if you're trying to, um, if you're trying to manipulate everything and how people respond to you and you're tr- looking to get approval, it's the ultimate form of trying to control something that the cost is you being you. The cost is freedom. And I think that underneath, if I kind of look at, you know, the ways in which we use control against us or it uses us, it, it, it would be the loss of freedom. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, so, I how free a, were you when you were sitting there waiting for the other shoe to drop all the time, so you could react yeah. to it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Not free, and actually not in control. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah. illusion. What? What you say that again? You actually weren't in control. What? No, I really wasn't. More. I was at the effect of. I was at the effect of everybody <laughs> and everything. Right. So if it didn't just mm-hmm. work out right, just so, then uh, it would I would be in reaction. Right. So I do think there's really tricky ways with regards to control, um, you know, so even for those of you who feel like you're kind of like Megan, where you're like, oh, I'm spontaneous and I'm in the flow and da da da. Well, what what is there kind of some secret ways that you control? Like another way that I would try to control is that. I wouldn't actually allow someone to have their feelings about something or I would try not to, right? So if like someone got upset about something, I would I would want them to actually change their feelings for me. I would basically argue that it wasn't um that it wasn't okay for them to feel this way because then that made me feel like I was responsible or that I was to blame, right? So I was trying to control their feelings so that I didn't um, feel bad about the situation, right? Another way. So like when you're reacting to someone's reaction, um, you're in a way actually trying to control them. Um, So there's really some sneaky ways that we all try to control. I think uh, even a lot of stuff around um, codependency, right? Codependency is uh, an energy of if I show up a particular way, then I can, then this person will show up in a particular way, which in, is, in truth, trying to control. Um, Christine makes a really good point in um, our producer. She's saying pouting is a great way of control. Like um, when you separate energetically from someone, from a partner, from a friendship, right, and you actually just separate energetically and go away um, or, you know, a pout or just like, stop contact or communication or energetically pull out, you're trying to control the relationship uh, by that separation. So everything that this is bringing up for everybody and everywhere that you're all control freaks and you don't want to even dive into how much of a control freak you really are and everywhere that you're judging yourself for being a control freak um, while pretending not to be a control freak, can we uncrane destroy all that, please? Oh, my God. Yes. 
Yeah. Right, rock and bad, fun, fuck, all night, short voice of yes. Yeah. Um, and and mm-hmm. everywhere that you have been judging yourself and controlling yourself um, through judgment um, as well. Can we uncreate and destroy all that? Yes. 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 Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, yes. all night, shorts, poison. So I think it's super interesting. We've talked about like being controlling in business. We've talked about controlling relationship, but like how many of us are trying to control our bodies? Right? We're literally mm-hmm. every day Nobody. trying to control our bodies. Um, you know, so we're trying to control our bodies through judgment. We're trying to control our bodies through, um, through like, uh, in a way, not even giving it what it wants. Um, by not listening to it, by disassociating it from it, like by, but especially by judging it, right? So how how often have you been trying? To, and like I love like extreme athletes, they're in the game of controlling their bodies. You know, um, they they in a way they see the body as a machine, and that their mind has to control their bodies. So interesting, right? That there's so many injuries and so much of the body rebelling against these athletes um, because they're in so much intense uh, separation and truth from their bodies and trying to mind control their bodies and get their bodies to do stuff, move beyond the pain, whatever, whatever, um, in a way controlling, controlling their bodies. And bodies don't like that so much. They kind of rebel just like people do when you try to control them. So... Everything that is and everywhere that you've been trying to control your body, control your weight, uh, control your cravings, um, control your energy, um, control what your body can do and can't do. Can we uncreate and destroy all that? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, 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 all night, short, poison, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and as you were talking, hun, I was realizing like how um, how judgment is a form of control, and how people use judgment to control others, and how we use judgment to control ourselves. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like you know, I I the threat of judgment even was mm-hmm. a, a form of control growing up. Like that fear of being judged and what would happen if I got judged and knowing I would be judged was a way that, that my parents controlled behavior in, in with the kids, right? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I adopted that and do it to myself. I, con- I try to control my out-of-controlness or how weird or out there I might be or, you know what I mean, through like judging myself through and also kind of with my body, right, is like, okay, like, if I judge it, then I won't. It, I will keep it suppressed. I will keep it shut down so that it won't get in trouble, you know. So I won't get out of control, right? Mm-hmm. So everywhere that we have been using judgment as a form to control ourselves, control others, and allow ourselves to be controlled, can we uncreate and destroy that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pot, all nine voice words and beyond. Mm. Yes, mm. so um, we're going to talk way more about this because we're just barely, 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 barely getting into this. So you're listening to Love, Life, and All Things Weird, and we'll be back after break. Are you looking for a place to create, connect, and belong? 
where you have massive encouragement to be the weird, live-outside-the-box person you truly are. If you've chosen a different path as a rebel, an innovator, a leader, entrepreneur, and changemaker, you're in the right place. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan and Suzanne bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to be you. Claim your weird and live your most ridiculous life. Be sure to listen every Wednesday at noon, Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How long have you been waiting to uncloak your magic? To allow the magic within you to rise and catalyze into an extraordinary life deep down you know is possible. Live Your Magic is a two and a half day experience that will move you beyond your mind, ignite your body, and activate the magic that is you. If you are ready to radically tap into your desires, generate more aliveness in your body and your life, then join us at a Live Your Magic event somewhere in the world. Go to megansolito.com and click on events to learn more today. That's M-E-G-A-N-S-I-L-L-I-T-O. This is Love, Life, and All Things Weird with host Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer. Are you scratching your head a bit? Let's chat. Call into the program today, and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736. Or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or leave comments in our Facebook group, Weird on the Air with Megan and Suzanne. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. Welcome back to Love Life and All Things Weird, where we are in the middle of our 12-step program, Recovering Control Freaks. And um, I something that you said earlier about, like, that you you were missing magic, right, in in all of the control. And it's really interesting because, like you said, like, the, the biggest place probably that I do control is in my business, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, I was like... I was thinking about like, you know, a year and a half ago when I launched launched Live Your Magic, which there was just a commercial for, right? And how like I feel like Live Your Magic is almost as much for me as anybody else and the, the magic that I am sort of bringing and helping people wake up to, it's like it will not let me control it. Like how it shows up, where it's going to go. Like it's the one thing in my business that I've had very little control of. Because and, and as soon as I try to control it, it like shuts down. It's so funny because it's like, and I didn't, I actually didn't think about it in that way until you were talking about um, how like you, you didn't have access to your magic in that place. And I was like, oh, this is happening with the your magic, <laughs> you know? And um, so I was like, oh my gosh, because like, you know, we're going to uh, the British Isles uh, we're going to do Live Your Magic London, and we were going to do, I was going to do Live Your Magic in Ireland, and Ireland had a different idea for me, apparently, and apparently Scotland wanted me to come. So it's like, it, even in like the last week, like all these dynamics are changing with that tour, and it's like when I was trying to push it to be what I wanted it to be, like nothing was happening. And as soon as I was like, okay, I'm going to let go and just follow the energy, like all these things started creating. 
and opening mm-hmm. up. And it was, well, it's like, well, it's like magic is what it was and is. And so, you know, I just, um, by the way, if you're listening to this and you're in the British Isles and you're either in Ireland, Scotland, well, if you're in London, then you should pop by and live your magic. Actually, by the time you hear this, it will be over. But if you're in Scotland or Ireland, uh, message me and uh, I'll be doing a little taster in both of those places in Cork, Ireland, and also in just outside of Glasgow, Scotland. Um, if you'd like to come and see me live and you're over there, that would be so fun. So, um Anyway, so I was just like, oh, like, that's really, like, part of what Live Your Magic has been trying to bring me is to really let go of control and really fall back into the universe and into and into the magic, truly, and um, know that, like, uh, that there's a different way to create and there's a different way to live and there's a different way to be. And it's been, it's been trying to coax me into letting go of my control. Isn't that cute that I'm having this awareness live? I know. I think it's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I do feel like that where we exert the most control, often we're the most blinded in that area. You know, I mean, I see a lot of moms trying to be good moms and they're really trying to control their children. And they're trying to control their children even up to, you know, teenager and beyond, you know, um, and thinking that that's parenting, you know, trying to continue to control their children. Now, there's one thing when you're, like, not allowing your two-year-old to to run into the street, right? But, like, a 15-year-old, if you're constantly trying to, push them and control them into showing up differently, you know, and that there's all this like consequence and back and forth um, push and pull, um, you know, that's coming from a place of control rather than a place of collaboration. You know, it, you might want to take a look at that. Like I, it's an interesting thing because I think with control, even for people who have a high tolerance for that, which I don't think you do, Megan. You don't have really a high tolerance when people try to control you. But even for people who nope. don't, you know, who have a pretty um, high tolerance for other people trying to control them, there still is like this reaction. There still is this defense. There still is this separation. You know, so if you are wondering if you're a control freak or what area you're a control freak in, start looking at your results in your life. Does your body do what your body, what you want your body to do? Are you in, um, are you, is your body and you an ally? Are they, you know, are you in friendship with each other? Or is there like all this rebellion and crazy stuff happening with your body? Well, maybe you're in a control relationship with your body. If your kids are, you know, constantly rebelling and like creating all kinds of havoc, um, perhaps you're in a controlling type of relationship with your kids. If your business, um, if your pet, if your partner, right, like all of these areas, like look at the results in your world and are when Things are happening that are not, you know, based on the outcome that you wanted. What's your reaction to that? What is your, um, what's your response? Because if you are like constricting and defending and in resistance, and if you're, um, then that also shows your relationship, right? So, uh, so it's a pretty fascinating thing for me because I feel like in truth, probably this 
being a control freak and uh, letting go of control has been one of the hardest, but also one of the most transformational things of my life, um, truly is. And I had a lot of reasons for trying to control because of the of my childhood and there's a lot there was a lot of like good reasons why I had those strategies in place but I can tell you that in the 10 years plus that I've been working on letting go of control my life has exponentially gotten better the more that I've been able to do that so the a couple of ways that I've been able to do that um which you know I think uh this is the 12 step program. So maybe a few tips to um, support you if you're just like, yeah, I don't like it, but I don't know how to, you know, really let go of it. It's like I keep telling, I keep waking up and saying, oh, I'm not going to control today. And then that's my two, right? So um, what I find, what I found for me is that control comes through persona. So there's an essence energy of me. And then there's the persona that I create that has control in it. And I have a lot of uh, personas that have control. Uh, but I notice that when I go into seriousness and when I go into persona and when I go into almost an energy of contraction, I know that control is there. So I can almost feel myself going into that persona of this aspect of me that I'm, that I'm you know, defending with or bringing to the table. Um, so I have a persona as a mother, I have a persona as a business owner, I have a, I have a persona as a, lots of personas in relationships that um, include control. So there's almost an energy of what? constriction. I know, right? It's shocking for you. I'm sure you've never met most of them. <laughs> no. I even have names um, for some of them. Yes, you do. You do. But you also mm-hmm. have names for mm-hmm. names for my essence, right? Like you, like you mm-hmm. call me Zen Zen, yeah. which is like this mm-hmm. essence piece of me that doesn't have any control at all. I'm like super flowy. Mhm. Mhm. Yep. So yep. I know that when that. I'm getting serious, when I'm getting serious, I know that I'm exerting or trying to exert control. The more serious I am about something. I feel like the more control I'm trying to exert. So that would be a first step in awareness is when you get serious about something, uh, see if there's an energy of control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what? I think would be a great story to tell that people could really, I feel like a lot of people could be um, relate to is like what the change you made with Alex and and Madeline with regards to, like, controlling them and what happened, like, with their school when you, like, completely left it up to them. And that, and it was such a it was such a big move for you. But, like, the results were, like, really magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, um, Alex was first, and as a teenager, he wouldn't, well, he wouldn't do his homework. He was failing school. And so, like the good mother, I would, you know, every day say, where's your homework? Where's your backpack? Let's take everything out of your backpack. Okay, where, what's your homework? Let's sit down and do it together, right, as a quote, a good parent would. Um, and, you know, he's it's, it's a frustrating process, and he feels defensive and acting defensive, and I'm getting frustrated and saying, hey, and the more I try to exert control, the more rebellious he became, the more he wouldn't actually go to class, 
um, or just even just turn in his homework that he'd already done that we'd spent two hours doing the night before. So I remember in a state of frustration, I was so mad. And in this moment, I just said to him, Alex, what do you want? Like, what do you want from me? And he was like, Mom, I just want freedom. And it just like stuck. I was like, whoa, you know what? That is so true. He just wants freedom. So I was like, okay, Alex. I mean, I went, I went and thought about this for a while. And then I went and talked to his dad, which his dad thought it was a crazy idea and would not get up. Uh, would not he's get a control board. freak, too. <laughs> yeah, right? Total control freak. And I said to her, I said to Alex, okay, this is the deal. I'm going to give you complete freedom of about your education. He was in seventh grade. So this is not like he's not very old <laughs> to be let loose, so to speak. I said, I will not, if you don't want me to, I won't even go to parent-teacher conferences. I will not respond to any emails from your teachers. Um, I will not ask you about your homework. I will not ask you whether you went to school, even if I get um, a, a message saying that you didn't go to school. I will not invade anything. I will not talk to you about school at all unless you bring it up to me. And then if you bring it up to me, I will absolutely support you 100% in what you want me to do, but I will completely energetically leave 100%. Um, your education and your path of education um, until you graduate or until you don't graduate. Um, I will I will let it go. And I asked his dad to 100% let it go too. I just said, I asked him to give it like a month, you know, because he was like, there's no way. This is not possible. I'm not doing this. I'm going to ask him about his grades, blah, blah. I'm like, no, if you're going to do this, you have to do it all the way. You have to let them have their own consequence. You have to let them fail. So you can't bail them out, you know, three months later when they're failing science, right, when you didn't make them do their homework. So I completely exited out, and Alex completely stepped up. And he, he got better grades than he ever had before, was more engaged. Um, I... I probably had maybe five conversations with him about school the rest of his schooling life from seventh grade to 12th grade when he graduated high school. I probably had a handful of conversations with him about school. It became a non-issue. Did that mean that sometimes he had to take summer school? Yep, sure did. Did that mean that I didn't know whether he was going to graduate high school and at the very last second he pulled it out and did? Yep, but guess what? It was totally on him. He had the freedom. I had the freedom. I was not in a controlling place at all, and he totally stepped up. It was amazing. So that's a, a really awesome example. It's very hard to do that, but I did it again with Madeline, too, because it was the same situation. Um, and, sh and she got way better grades than I even thought possible for her, and again, it taught them to step up and be responsible and accountable for their own actions. And as adults, they're way more, um, they're not victims. They're way more accountable to what, what they're doing and what they're choosing in their life because they don't have, uh, they don't have a scapegoat. They can't blame anyone, right? So in a way, I was actually allowing them to, succeed or fail on their own terms and teaching them to be adults in the process. So that's, that is what's possible with letting, with kind of looking at where you're coming from with regards to control. Mm -hmm. I just, 
And and as, as an observer, it was so cool to watch because there was a there were a couple of dips, right, where they're like, woohoo, mom's off my back, I don't have to do nothing, you know. And then to kind of see them slowly get sort of the the effect of their choices and and to actually have to like face into the responsibility of that and like how they like kind of I would say self corrected. And watching that process is really cool for me, especially mm-hmm. where I was, I was never allowed that. I grew up in an extremely controlling environment. It's one of the reasons I'm like, don't catch all me, you know, <laughs> but like to be able to see like your kids do that self-correct is like, I was like, oh, I never learned that, you know, and it was, it was kind of like I learned it through them in a way. It was really cool. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. So the 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 um how can we that's let's kind of turn the focus into tools. Like you talked about that like one of the things is getting serious, right? It's like that's a really good place to become aware that you probably turned on a control persona. You're probably stepping into the control zone, right? Um and what can you do? One of the things that you can do is exaggerate it, right, is Mm -hmm. to play with it. Because, again, control isn't wrong. It's just like we want to be able to utilize that energy to create or to, you know, maybe there's a day where you have, like, you know, 50 things that you have to do. Sometimes that energy is really good to sort of get things done. But the point of it is, is that we get to use it. It doesn't use us. So for most of us, we're just running around controlling ourselves. And it's not even a choice. It's just like, it's just how we're living. It's just we're cutting out the magic. And so like the first step is, you know, of the 12 steps, who knows how many steps we're actually going to get to today, is is just the awareness of, oh, wow, this there's a constriction. The other, the thing that I know for myself is there's a constriction. Like I'll feel my body get tight or tense. I'll like start controlling my breath in some way. So one of the one of the really cool sneaky tools you can use when you notice that constriction coming or you notice that series coming on is to actually breathe in and out of your nose for two to three minutes. And that what that does is it actually helps you go into whole brain thinking. When we go into control, that's a survival mechanism. And it's and it's ran by the um by the reptilian brain. It's a very small part of our brain and it only sees things in either or and right and wrong. And so it really limits our choices. It really limits the possibilities. And so even just doing something like breathing in and out of your nose for two to three minutes can actually relax your body and actually go, okay, like what actually can I choose here? Like so that you're at choice rather than having this controlling energy take you and others over, an awful takeover. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there's a couple of things, a couple little nuggets to consider. We're going to go to break and we're going to give you some more tools and steps when we come back on Love, Life, and All Things Weird. Are you looking for a place to create, connect, and belong? Where you have massive encouragement to be the weird, live outside the box person you truly are. If you've chosen a different path as a rebel, an innovator, a leader, entrepreneur, and change maker, you're in the right place. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, 
Megan and Suzanne bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to be you. Claim your weird and live your most ridiculous life. Be sure to listen every Wednesday at noon, Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How long have you been waiting to uncloak your magic? To allow the magic within you to rise and catalyze into an extraordinary life deep down you know is possible. Live Your Magic is a two and a half day experience that will move you beyond your mind, ignite your body, and activate the magic that is you. If you are ready to radically tap into your desires, generate more aliveness in your body and your life, then join us at a Live Your Magic event somewhere in the world. Go to megansolito.com and click on events to learn more today. That's M-E-G-A-N-S-I-L-L-I-T-O. This is Love, Life, and All Things Weird with host Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer. Are you scratching your head a bit? Let's chat. Call into the program today, and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736. Or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or leave comments in our Facebook group, Weird on the Air with Megan and Suzanne. Now, back to the program. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Love Life and All Things Weird. We are talking about letting go of control. And as recovering control freaks, we know a lot about that. So uh, we shared a couple um, couple tools before the break. And we love to offer many, many tools because one tool works for one person and it doesn't work for another. So what I like to say with my clients is let's give you a whole tool belt of tools um, and then you don't always have to use the hammer when you need the screwdriver. You know what I mean? Or you can just try it all and see what works. It's kind of like what Megan says, throw spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks. So (laughs) we would love to share some more tools and tips around control. Do you have some right off the top of your head or would you like me to share my thoughts? I just had this really funny thought because I can feel it happening like Mm. uh, in in sort of our listeners is um, Mm. so everywhere you're trying to now control your control (laughs) can we uncreate and destroy that? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) <laughs> yes, right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pot, all nine boys. Because if you're a control freak, worth your weight in gold, that's probably where you're going already. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, so, I'm going yeah, so like, to control my control and surrender right now. Instead of being controlling, I'm going to surrender right now. <laughs> <laughs> We're so cute. Oh, so, so, so cute. So, um, one of the things that I'm aware of that runs control is like the need to be right. That's one of the reasons why we control is like we have to have the right answer. We learn in school, if we had the wrong answer, then we got judged. We have to do the right thing. If we don't do the right thing, we're going to get judged. And And where that goes back to in our history is like being alive. Because if we weren't, if you didn't, 
if you didn't go along with the with the right um, set of rules or opinions, then oftentimes you were killed. And so there's for some of us, it's like there's this connection to well, if I don't control this, I won't be right, and therefore I won't live. Right. And so for some of us, it's really control is really deeply connected with survival. And you kind of spoke to this a little bit about your childhood. And um, so one of the things there's a there's um, there's a clearing statement in access consciousness that I think is like really awesome. I probably run this like five or ten times a week minimum. And it's what energy, space and consciousness can you and your body be to be out of form out of control, out of definition, out of linearity, and out of concentricity for eternity and everything that doesn't allow that can we uncreate and destroy it. Hmm. Yes, yes. Yes? Right, wrong, good, bad, pock, all nine, boys, church, man. And I run that with my business. I run that with my body. I run that with many things. The the other one, which is sort of a, a sort of a shortcut of the one I just did, because all the things we try to control, in part, are we're trying to keep things the same. Why are we trying to keep things the same? Well, actually, we're not, but the but the um, control center called, you know, the reptilian brain is trying to keep things the same. And the reason is, is that that it feels like if it can keep things the same, and it and it's keeping us alive in a certain set of circumstances, and if it can keep those set of circumstances the same then it can keep us alive, right? And so, again, it's kind of back to that alive thing. And um, one of the things, one of the things that I've been doing and practicing in particular, like the last week or so, is uncreating and destroying all of my relationships and my relationship to money, my relationship to my body, because our relationships are based on connecting points from the past. And if and it's a way of trying to control. It's a way of trying to keep things the same. It's like, like it's kind of like we probably all experienced going through some big change, coming home to our partner or mother, father, whatever, and it's like they're they're freaked out because we're different. Because how they know they're safe is by thinking they know who you are and and what you're about, and you change that, and it because people don't feel like they're in their control of their environment anymore, right? And so one of the things that I have been practicing is uncreating and destroying all my relationships. Why? Because then I can create them brand new every day. Like what's possible today? If if I knew nothing about what what was yesterday, what could I create today? If I knew nothing about what was yesterday in this relationship, what could I create with you right now? Right? And so that's been one that it, it might not seem sort of like a direct thing around control, but the the control is all about keeping things the way they were. And so if we can uncreate and destroy all of our relationships, our relationship with our body, our relationship with money, our relationship with our business, all of that, then we can actually go, okay, what's possible today? If I didn't look back at yesterday, if I didn't have to have it look like yesterday, what would be possible today? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, 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 I love that. Um, I I would also add like a a tool that I've really utilized um, for letting go of control is looking at the places where I want to control and actually finding a bigger, quote, problem to solve. So for me, again, because 
if you're a control freak, you're a really powerful soul. And if you're trying to, like, literally trying to control everything and everybody, um, then you're, and your energy too, and your body and everything, then you have so much energy and power that you're basically, like, <laughs> truly pissing away, right? So, part, so, you know, we, we've joked around, right, that, like, um, there's just certain people that you see that they could really be running a small country, you know what I mean? And yet they have this, this very small business and this kind of small life um, compared to what they could be doing. And so all that energy that they have has nowhere to go. It has nowhere to go. And so they're literally trying to control everything in order to use up that control, use or use up that energy, use up that power. So a lot of times when, uh, like, early on in our relationship, Megan said to me, you know what, you're going to need to get a bigger life. You're kind of going to need to get a life, actually, um, if you're going to want to stay in a relationship. Uh, that is kind of what I said. <laughs> because because I, my, my life was too little. Um, and so part of me letting go of control is that I actually have I'm creating more and more and more, a bigger and bigger life. You know, I mean, like just this last week, um, I probably saw tw 20 plus clients just from Monday to today um, because I have so much energy that I'm wanting to utilize, that I'm wanting to empower, I'm wanting to support, right? And so as I build my business and I help more and more people, I'm using up that energy that I used to use to try to control, you know, my kid um, or my partner. So that, so where in your world could you expand? What could, what project could you take on? You know, whether that's like volunteering or, um, or, you know, whatever, right? But like even generating and creating new friendships, expanding your world, um, expanding so that your energy goes out further, um, so that you don't have to try to control um, everything in your life. There's, there was a point where I realized, like, even if I tried to control it all, there's no possible way I could. Um, and so it was, it was almost like this moment of let go. It's like, I'm not even going to try anymore because there's no way to be, quote, successful, right? It's like this illusion of success with regards to control. Uh, and so, but there was this moment where I'm looking around and literally it feels like a, you know, three ring circus. Because if you, I mean, you guys don't live with Megan, but she's like chaos walking, right? So, I mean, it's, like a full-time job. And you mean that in the best her. way, right? <laughs> I totally do. She's like a tornado of creativity and energy, right? There's literally, she's like a two-year-old, you know, walking around like with all of her food and whatever and stuff and whatever, right? So, of course, I'm going to choose someone that's like absolutely non, not controllable to try to control. Um, and then, you know, and then realize <laughs> that in addition to my big life that I'm creating, like more and more life that I'm creating, that actually there's no possible way that I can control all of that. And so it was just like almost like a switch in me where it was like, huh, wow, this is impossible. I think I'm going to try something different. But it took, it, I mean, because I felt like I was being really successful at it for a long time, 
but I had to like open up and get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger with my life so that there was just no possible way that that energy could that I could even try anymore. Does that make sense? Mm, yes, I watched it. It was really fun watching you go through that whole process. And I really love, like, I feel like that's really the ultimate step in changing the dynamic of control. I love how you're talking about it. It really is about getting a bigger life because most control freaks are keeping their life small in some form. Like, we both work with entrepreneurs, right? The number one reason that small businesses don't expand I don't care if you're like a solopreneur, a spiritualpreneur, or whatever preneur you call yourself. Like if you're, if you want your business to grow and it isn't, you're trying to control something. So a lot of people don't want to like, you know, uh, give over the reins or have somebody come in and do something because what if they don't do it as good as them and like all this other stuff. One of the reasons, like you were saying earlier, like look in your life where things are stuck. We guarantee that you're trying to control something. And if you can let go of control and open up to the possibilities that the universe has for you, which are way grander than your little ideas you have for you, that there will be, not only will you be able to let go of control, but you'll be having so much more fun because you're going to have a bigger life. You're going to get to choose more. You're going to get to have more possibilities. And when you're like, in a bigger life and you're creating like on a big scale you there's no room for control like it's you're going to lose your capacity control and and in a way what i love about that is that you outcreated control mm-hmm. like that's mm-hmm. really cool to think about is you literally outcreated control mhm yep and every time i get into that tendency um i create more Truly, like it really is kind of my go-to. When I start to feel that, like, ooh, I want to control this, I literally look at my life and say, okay, what can I create? What more can I do? What more can I be? What can I choose that's going to create more and that's going to actually out, out, you know, step this program, like, so that I don't have to do control. So, all right, everybody, that's it for today. See you next week. Thanks for joining us. Join us next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. We will be back next Wednesday at noon Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. Be sure to tune in for more tips and tools on how to claim your marvelous, magical life. 